Hi everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. We'll share with you on our next broadcast, our sponsor, we're doing a special two-part series on what we call the Lord's Prayer or the Disciples' Prayer, recorded several times in the Gospels. Matthew 6, 9 to 13 is the particular passage that I'm using, and we will show you how to pray. Many people have been raised in religious organizations or institutions or churches and have prayed this as a prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, etc. But it is actually not a prayer to be prayed um, in a repetitive manner. It is actually an outline that Jesus gives us on how to pray. In fact, he says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, as Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, after this manner is the pattern for prayer. So we'll be at part one today, and our next broadcast, Lord willing, will be part two. I have used this particular pattern in my life for the past, I believe, 20 years. And it has made remarkable changes. My life is surrounded by uh, the supernatural supply of God, the care of God, miracles of God. Not because I'm so good, but because God is so good. And the scripture says you have not because you ask not. And you will develop a, a, an intimate relationship with God where you know God and God knows you by spending time with him. I suggest that you pray this pattern every single day. With the average individual, it will probably take you about 45 minutes. Uh, just depending on how many requests you bring to the Lord, etc., but just as a general rule. But I'm going to take this pattern apart, verse by verse, word by word, and I believe that you are going to be blessed today. Again, miracles will begin flowing around and out of your life because you're investing in prayer and the Holy Spirit will be ministering back to you. And it says, he that believeth on me. See, prayer is an act of faith. He that believeth on me is a scripture that said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Before I get into the actual prayer itself or the pattern for prayer, let me just make this announcement. You can um, give me any of your prayer requests or maybe you'd like to contact me. Maybe you'd like to be one of our um, 
underwriters for this broadcast. We surely would love that. And as I shared with you, a portion of each dollar that is sent in will go to missions because we believe that it is our task to invest in others. A particular church I attend is doing a a particular mission project for rescue houses for young girls that have been um, delivered from really childhood slavery. And also there's one other development of a an, uh, a city or a village rather in West Africa. So as you give other people will be blessed. And also, if you would like to contact me in any way, you can give me a text at 386-795-8494. Text me a prayer need or desire to be an underwriter, whatever your need is. So as we begin today, let me pray a prayer just that God's blessing will be on these two teachings. Father, I pray today that people will really take hold of this teaching and that it will not just be something that they intellectually absorb, but that they put into practice, Lord, and pray as you taught your disciples to pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We begin with the phrase, our Father, as we're taking this more as an outline than we are a general prayer. I do not say it's wrong to pray as a prayer, but you must have some of your own words to make it more personal as you develop a relationship with God. Our Father is our paternal relationship with him. In John 8, before you came to Christ spiritually, it says this, I know this is a hard saying, but it says you're of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. But when you come to Christ, you are adopted into his family, whereby now we cry, Abba, Father, Romans eight fifteen. So God is a wonderful father. He will never abandon you. He will never abuse you. He will just appreciate you and adore you. So we begin our father, paternity. Just remember that. So as you're praying, in your mind, you can maybe write these things down as you begin till you memorize the pattern and just begin by calling him Father. Now you say, is it wrong to say, dear Jesus? No. Is it wrong to pray, dear Holy Spirit? No. But typically, you'll just want to say, our Father, because you're coming to God with respect and also in relationship, you are his child. The beautiful thing in growing up with my four daughters was whenever they would ask me things or ask me for something, 
Usually if it was in my ability to give it to them, I would just out of my heart and because I love them. I always told them, if I have it, you have it. If I don't have it, I can't give it to you. But God has unlimited resources. So begin by saying, Father, I come to you today. I love you. I appreciate you. And just share your heart about your love for God. And you can be very honest. You can say, God, I'm hurting today. God, I'm in pain today. God, I'm struggling today. God, I I don't know where my next dime is coming from. And God, your Father, will meet your need. My God, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. The second phrase, we'll spend the balance of the broadcast just on this phrase and what I'm about to share with you, which I believe will be life-changing. We'll get into the balance of the prayer on our next broadcast. When it says, hallowed be thy name, holy, sacred, set apart, is the name of God. We do not have a a plurality of gods. We have one God. You say, what about the Trinity? Do we have three gods, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? No. We have one God, one being who manifests himself in three personages, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Theologically, if you study God, you will find that we have a Father who is God, a Son who is God. Remember when he talked to Peter, he said, He that had seen me had seen the Father. And over in the book of Acts, in the fifth chapter, it talks about the Holy Spirit being a God. So what do we do when it comes to hallowed be thy name? Well, You might want to take a piece of paper and write these names down because they're they're not plural names for God. They are names where we start with the word Jehovah, which means the self-existent one, the self-existent God. God doesn't need anyone else or anything else to uh, keep him alive. He is self-existent. Remember that. And so we start with Jehovah Yerah in Genesis 22 when Abraham was about to um, offer his son Isaac to the Lord. The Lord provided a ram in the thicket. He didn't want him to sacrifice his son. He just wanted Abraham to be willing to give him anything. And the most precious thing in Abraham's life was his miracle son, Isaac, whose name meant laughter. He brought a lot of joy to him. But here, God manifests himself as Jehovah. Some say Jireh, some say Yirah, but it means the Lord will provide. He's your provider. 
So as I take these compound names for God, remember, one God, not many gods, but manifested in these compound names, you have Jehovah, the self-existent one, and then you have Yira or Jira, however you like to pronounce it. I'm sure there's a better one than that, but not a better God, just a better pronunciation. And you have here, God is your provider. So if you have a need, maybe you have a notebook and you write, God, I come to you today as my father. You manifest yourself as Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Yireh, and you are my provider. Also over in the New Testament, you see him as the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. You see him um, also as in Genesis 15, um, as your shield and your exceeding great reward. Hebrews says he rewards those who diligently seek him. So God is your provider. Bring your specific need to the Lord and watch him do miracles. Secondly, you must act by faith. You must put your faith in God, believing that God is who he says he is and can do what he says he will do. Next is Jehovah Rohi, and that is he is our powerful shepherd. The 23rd Psalm just shows you all the ways God protects us and God provides for us. Read that blessed Psalm, Psalm 23. But here I always come to the Lord and I say, Lord, you're Jehovah Jireh, provide my needs. I say, when you get to the Lord's Prayer where it says, give us this day our daily bread, I use a little phrase. I say, Lord, may I have my daily bread, may I be daily fed, and daily led by you. So Jehovah Rohi is he's your powerful shepherd. Are you sick in body? Are you diseased? Are you or a loved one in need of healing? He is Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha. And that is he is the one who is the Lord who heals. He is our great physician. If you're sick in body, and I have been there, I have been near death's door, and who did I call? I call upon the name of Jesus, and I say, Lord, you manifest yourself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, and I have seen God do mighty miracles. But you're calling on the specific characteristic of God for your specific need or somebody else that you may love. So he's Jehovah Rapha, the physician. Then also in our lives, we're living in this very polluted world and we need to have pure hearts, pure bodies, pure lives. And he has manifest himself as Jehovah Sidkenu with a T, which is silent, Jehovah Sidkenu, 
and Jehovah Makedish, which means he's the Lord who sanctifies. He's the Lord who purifies. So maybe you're dealing with a particular habit or sin that needs to get out of your life. I encourage you to come to the Lord and repent of that sin and call on him to purify your heart, and he will. Are you looking for protection of the body, the soul, and the spirit, and the mind as Satan will attack all of those areas? Then the next one is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. Are you under attack? He is your protector. Genesis 15, he's our shield and our great reward. So I pray every day this over myself, over my family, that the Lord would protect me. And I name his name, Jehovah Nisi. I say, Lord, you manifest yourself as Jehovah Nisi. And I ask that you would protect me, my family, my loved ones, and whoever else I call upon. The next one is God is a God of great providence. He is one that can take whatever happens to you in life and do great turnarounds. He manifests himself to an unusual human being by the name of Hagar. Remember Hagar? Hagar was one of um, Abraham's wives who he had kind of set aside and set out into the wilderness. Well, I'm sure she felt rejected by man, but she was received by God, for God manifest himself to her personally. And so he's a God of providence. And so maybe if you feel that, you feel you've been rejected, you feel you've been set aside, come to the Lord. He is the one that always receives us like the prodigal son's father. Next, we find two more that are so beautiful. Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord who is present. There is nothing more beautiful than the manifest presence of God. When I was in church today, this morning, and they were singing that song, I will sing of the goodness of God, sang another one about giving thanks to the Lord and giving our hallelujahs to the Lord. And I, I just sensed not just warm, fuzzy feelings, but I sensed the manifest presence of God. Once you've experienced that, nothing else will do. Jehovah Shema, you can call and maybe you feel lonely or alone and say, Lord, just manifest your presence to me. There's a difference between omnipresent, which means he's always present, and manifest presence is when you actually sense and feel that God is with you and upon you. The next one is maybe you're feeling turbulence in the soul. Maybe you're feeling just unrest and dis-ease in your soul. 
and in your spirit. You can call upon Jehovah Shalom, the self-existent one, but he is the God of great peace. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Then there are the other ones. There are many more, but these are the last four I'll use today. The next one is Elohim, God our creator, El Elyon, which is the most high, and El Shaddai, and for these, I just say, God, you're preeminent and you're powerful. He gives power to the faint. And Zacharias says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So Elohim, he's the creator. El Elyon, he's the most high God. And El Shaddai, he is the one that takes care of all of our needs. And finally, always in this part of the prayer, I say, Lord, you're the lion of Judah, the lion of praise. And praise is comely. No matter what you're going through, praise him. Rejoice like in the book of Habakkuk. It says, even when the barn is empty and the stall is empty and you may not have what you think you need, it may be just around the corner, but praise him in the hard times as well as the good times. Well, that's only a portion of the prayer. That's the first half I'm teaching you. Listen to this over and over until you memorize the names for God, write them down to the best of your ability or look them up in a Bible concordance and find the context, etc. But God is a great God, and I trust that today you have learned how to pray. This is Pastor Earl for uh, Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends again. If you need to contact me, do it through email, charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234 at gmail.com, or text me at 386-795-8494. If you're without Christ, receive him today. Say, Lord, I repent of my sins, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior today. If you're a believer who's struggling, use this pattern for prayer. I love you. God bless you.